Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Ho, ho, ho. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're doing a Christmas episode because this episode will be released on Christmas, assuming we can get the edit done on time. Uh, Merry assuming th- I can get the edit done That's on true. time. Merry Christmas, Trevor. What are you doing right now as people listen to this episode on Christmas Day? Drinking a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> no, I mean on Christmas Day when people are listening. Oh, not right on now. Christmas Day. I'm probably still drinking a Smirnoff ice. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's just still have some eggnog in it or something. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, we're going to do something slightly different. Uh, we're still going to play Click Pitch. But uh, I have put together a list, a random generator with just Christmas words in it. Uh, and Trevor, you'll just have regular words. Yeah, cause, and I've got the regular. Yeah, room. I think two. I think two Christmas words. It'll just like it'll just be Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. But this will this will give us a little bit of Christmas flavor, while not necessarily forcing us to make every game just about I don't know jumping down chimneys or something. Although that might be one of them. We'll see. Yes, it may be. Um, also, this may be a shorter episode today, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get extra stuff this week because we've got an extra Christmas present coming right. as long as Ben can get the edit done on the other episode. Yes. Our game of the year. <laughs> yeah, so look out for that in a few days if you're listening to this on Christmas Day, which I'm sure you all are because, like, what else do you have to do? Uh, we'll we'll exactly. put out our game of the year episode uh, midweek just before the end of the year. So, we actually get it out on time. Fantastic. Let's get going. Three, two, one, click. Let's do it. Syndrome. Candle. So, um, I, when I hear syndrome, I immediately think of The Incredibles. <laughs> the bad guy from The Incredibles. Exactly where I was going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a sequel. It's Christmas. or a, Maybe it's a prequel to The Incredibles. It's like- it's like a bit of a more of an origin. Well, we sort of we know the origin story basically of Syndrome, but it's like his teen years uh, as he's as he's becoming a villain. And okay, so picture this. Okay, it's Christmas morning, and he opens up his presents, and in there is a Mister Incredible cape. Okay, and basically it's um sort of maybe two months before um, that scene from The Incredibles. So, he's he's just got the cape and, you know- So, he's, he's still, he's he's still on- the number one fan at this point. He's still the number one fan at this point. Right. And so, you get to sort of see what happens um, from this Christmas present that he that he got. And, you know, he's now got a plan on how he's going to- um, Become you know, an incredible boy. And- is, this, yeah. is this where he's, like, inventing starts- uh, or is he already a bit of an inventor and now he sort of channels that into being a superhero and 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 after that yeah, point okay. the supervillain? Like what So I'm seeing another scene here where basically it's now Christmas night and he's decided he's going to become incredibly. Yeah. But there's a power outage, so he's got a candle. <laughs> um so is that the only is there something else to do with the candle or is you just shoving it in there because we need to use that word? Shoving it in there because we need to use okay. that word and I haven't used it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, basically, this is a, a story from Syndrome's point of view from his childhood 
going through him becoming the biggest Mr. Incredible fan, getting shunned and told to go home, buddy, and yep. becoming Syndrome. So, I, I think it's a, a nice narrative story that sort of starts off with this wonderful Christmas gift and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And then it turns into basically a, you know, inventing sort of game where you can invent some of the, some of the, um, some of, yeah, some of his tools that he uses to, to be super, even though he doesn't have powers. Become basically. the super person. Yeah. I, lo- I love the idea, and maybe this is going too far forward because we can do some stuff in between, but I love the idea of the final scene. Being him, like he's just built himself up enough that he's bought and built his his huge island lair. Yep, and like he's and sitting he's- at the table, and those two big like lava walls just like close. Like he's looking right into the camera, and just like his hands together in like the evil villain pose, and they just like close and, over, and, and that's see- the end of the game. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking there's one more scene mm. that after the lava things close, then you see OmniDroid version one. Step into view. Right. It's just little. So it's it's just little. It's like a size of a dog. <laughs> so, ba- basically, it's it's at that stage where, you know, you know what happens. Yeah, you know what happens now. Exactly. Like, it, it ends- It basically ends off uh, at the point that The Incredibles starts, in, in a sense. Um, yeah. So, what sort of gameplay are we thinking? This could go a few different ways. Like, there, there's definitely some strong narrative stuff we could do. Uh the the crafting slash inventing stuff could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, there's there's obviously some you could you could hammer it into a third person platformer slash action sort of thing if you wanted, but yeah. that's less interesting to me. I'm I'm more about fleshing out the character and basically I like the idea of it being sort of an interactive fiction sort of. Oh, so even story. like a Telltale esque. Adventure game, um, or probably even a little less, um, little less Le- interactive than that. Oh, really? But yeah, I mean, as in with less quick time events and that sort of stuff. Like, I find them very, very annoying. Um, <laughs> right. I don't think there needs That's to really most of be- that game, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it doesn't really need to be too much in the way of inventory puzzles. I think it's more dialogue and and choices. That he sort of makes. Right. So, maybe- I mean, maybe closer to, a, like, a walking simulator then, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's not- I, I don't know that we'd- Well, I don't know. Would you make it first person? You could do. Hmm. Um, could do, but, you know, you really- You need to have people from Pixar working on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you, well, you just- You need to get the, the visuals down. You need to get the look down, right? Like, you have to look like you're in that world of The Incredibles. Oh, you could have a scene- you could have a scene where he like goes to Edna Mode and tries to get her to make a costume, uh, but she like oh, turns yeah, it down. Cool. But that'd be a really cool scene. Um, you have scenes where he's basically like stalking the other. Well, because you've got all the stuff with the other superheroes. Well, I guess if we're ending it with Omnidroid V One, then that you don't have all the stuff with him tracking down the other superheroes and them getting killed. But but he could be like scouting them out. And putting together- I mean, that could be your collectibles. <laughs> you have to, like, do <laughs> missions to scout out and find the secret identities of the other, of the other supers. Oh, that'd be cool. And um, I think if you find one of them out and, you know, it sort of leaks out because of something that you say to someone else, then you have that, um, that guy who comes in and repositions them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, into an, into another job somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, you get more <laughs> points if you manage to do it without, like- 
actually giving away their identity to the public. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> All right. I think let's click okay. again. Three, two, one, click. Partridge. Lower. <laughs> the lower partridge. Lower. Lower. <laughs> Too low. Lower. <laughs> um, so, it's the first day of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all part of a partridge family, but like actual partridges. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a game to find out who gets to be the partridge in the pear tree. Um, but you're like lower on the pecking order. Um, yeah, so it's actually that they like. Drive around in a bus <laughs> singing songs <laughs> at each other. <laughs> but they're still birds. Yeah, but that that to me is just amazing. <laughs> okay, what does a partridge actually look like? I'm picturing like a dove or it's like a, a pigeon. pigeon. Yeah, it's like a pigeon. Yeah, okay. it's similar to that sort of thing. A bit fatter. Um, so I'm I'm basically thinking like it's a two D fighter. <laughs> you just have to make your way up the hierarchy of the pear tree. You're on the low. Oh, you're on you the lower limbs. What? You know what it is. What. It's it's a it's a fighting sort of thing, but it's a music game. Okay, is the only song the Twelve Days of Christmas? No, no, no. I'm I'm thinking that it's um sort of different different sort of songs, but it's effectively like a battle mode in which you know you're you're battling against all the other ones trying to be the best um the best musician slash you know bird singer whatever slash partridge. <laughs> And, and so, you know, the, the battles that you actually do, they give you sort of power in the game, but then it, then it becomes sort of like a beat-em-up as well. So, the better that you do, the more power that you sort of give to yourself, and then, you know, you can unleash a special attack if, you're, if you've been the best, so, wait, what best you, sort of singer. What are you picturing the gameplay as, then? Um, so, you know how in, like, say, Street Fighter, you've got to input certain moves to do your special attacks? Well, I'm thinking that it's you have to um, do well at your singing to be able to gain power to then unleash your, spe- your special attacks. You've got sort of like your, your, sticks to, your stick to move or your D-pad to move. Mm-hmm. So, you can jump around sort of like what we used to do. But then you're, you're basically, you got your special moves in which you're, you're hitting like, I don't know, I'm looking at a PS4 controller at the moment, like X square square circle X. And that'll, that'll do some sort of, some sort of musical, um, variation that has to sort of go with, with a, um, with a beat that is actually happening. Right. And then you can unleash that, that particular power at, at the other bird. <laughs> But the the long the longer that the um the longer that the the sequence that you're that you're putting in, the um, the more powerful the move. But then you've got to be very careful because you you could get the other one launching an attack at you at the same time. Right, and and you like maybe can't block while you're preparing it or something. Yeah, or at least yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's kind of I can't really get my head around how that would work, but. I general I like the general idea of of a singing slash music game combined with a two D fighter, um, where you're part yep. where you're a partridge. Um, you want to bring anything else to the party? I, I think you've got to have like um, the partridge party. Maybe some some of the 
some of the birds are based on the partridge family. So you got like right. one that looks I don't like a redhead. Actually, know anything about and the partridge, the partridge family? Come on, get happy! <laughs> 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 All right, let's click again. Oh god, let's click again. Confidence. Santa's list. I know that's technically two words, but hmm. it could be about like about like being naughty or nice, and maybe it's like a behavioural. Like, uh, I don't know. Those sorts of games always end up being too broad, but. High concept. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking, like, you don't know where you're at on the, like, naughty nice scale. So you have to be confident enough that you've been nice enough. But there are, you know, benefits to being naughty or something. So is it sort of like a game that we've had in the past where you're you're a kid uh, walking around the house and you, you keep on... Um, you've got like maybe even a meter saying that you want cookies, but the only cookies that you've sort of got are dad's private stash and you've got to decide whether, you know, if, if you steal it, then you're going to be, you're going to get more naughty points. Yeah. But if you don't, then. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but I clean, but I cleaned my room yesterday. So I'm confident that I'm still on the nice side <laughs> of naughty. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I think that's too broad. And we we often we often wave away certain parts of the game by just like, yeah, you can do anything in the world and the world will be able to judge it in some way. <laughs> I think we can come with something different about Santa's list. Because it's an amazing AI that, that chooses that. I know. We built this amazing middleware that's just an actual simulation of the Earth. Yes, we use it for all definitely. our games. Yep. It's the same one that can determine whether something is a... It's shaped it's, like a dick or not. As yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> All right, so I've got, I've got a good, idea. I've got something better. Let's use okay. the word confidence in the sense of confidence man, like a con man, and yep. you're trying to get yourself from the naughty side to the nice side of Santa's list. That's like your goal in the game, uh, and yep. it's like maybe, I mean, it feels like maybe even an RPG or something. Like you could do a Christmassy RPG where you play. A con man trying to like, like that's your end goal, but you all this stuff happens on the way. Is you basically have to like make your way to the North Pole, you know, convince people that you're an elf, <laughs> get hired by Santa, <laughs> pull off a, pull off the long con, <laughs> yeah, find a magic pen that, that is the only one that can like modify the list. <laughs> you can have all sorts of cool stuff in there. In this very Christmas-themed so RPG. Is this a world that everyone believes in Santa, or is this a world where it turns out that Santa's real, but only if you believe in him? Yeah, that's an interesting thing, the whole Santa belief thing. I, I kind of like the idea that maybe Santa is real up until the moment that you stop believing. And then, you know, for you, he he no longer gives you gifts. But it's, it's something that, that sort of... How do um, the parents explain away the fact that their children get gifts that they didn't give them if they've stopped believing? Um, so, what actually happens is um, Santa emits a pheromone that, <laughs> that basically- <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that I like basically, it. Um, that actually has like a mind-altering effect on the parents if they don't believe. I, I love this idea that the big twist at the end is that Santa is actually an alien- Who's been living on Earth for hundreds of years. <laughs> and he feeds he on- He feeds like- on the joy of children. 
man is this confidence man who is who's who's trying like to infiltrating trying and to ends up breaking in. it wide open the whole scam. And where he, whereas he just <laughs> he's just trying to get presents. He's like one of the only adults that still believes. And the last couple of years, he's got coal, and he doesn't like that. He- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's also he's a mutant. He's, he's he's a mutant. Since he's mutated in some way. He doesn't have the gene that makes him susceptible to the pheromone. So that's one of the reasons he's kept believing, because the yep. the evidence of Santa has not been hidden from him. Most adults, but- like ninety nine percent of adults, um, are, when they reach puberty, the gene kicks in that so the pheromone starts working on them, and all evidence of Santa is. Hidden from their their mind, uh, so the reason why he is trying to get off the um off the naughty list yep. and onto the nice list is it turns out it's because that- he's an environmentalist and all that coal no, no, he's getting no. is terrible for the environment. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. It turns out that yes, Santa is real, but it also turns out that the Krampus is also real. Okay, and he um he got a warning last Christmas. In which um, Santa basically said, "If you're, if you have one more year on the on the naughty list, the Krampus will come." Oh, right! I love that. There's rules around that. It's like three strikes and you're out or something. Yeah, and and so he he's got to do something to try and get um, back onto the onto the um, nice list. But the only way that he's decided that he can do it is by grifting. And and making his way to the North Pole to actually, you know, to basically cheat his way onto the nice list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just the most, uh, like, the most difficult way possible. Um, he should just take some. He should just take some pan- Panadol for that Krampus, though. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> just give it a bit of a massage and. <laughs> It's just a really, really deep Krampus, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Use some deep heat or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, just- I, I, I do like this a lot. And I like the idea that Krampus is, like, another alien. And maybe there's a whole story around that, too. Like, they used to be lovers or something, Santa and Krampus. But when they came to well, Earth- Krampus is maybe Mrs. Claus. Oh, you're Mr. They could both be men. Well, well, they could yeah. just be like um, genderless alien creatures. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But you know the the story of of Mrs. Claus is actually right. Okay, he's based on Krampus, but then they got it. I mean, that he's based on yeah, like Krampus used to be Mrs. Claus, <laughs> or, or what yeah. people think of as Mrs. Claus. Or what mis- what people think of is just you know the non-binary partner of of Santa. Yeah. Um, but turns out that. Krampus really didn't like um, the way these bad these bad kids, you know, they kept on going and right. going. Right. So going. basically, so- they had like they came to Earth. They had a philosophical difference on how to generate the most joy, and basically, Santa yeah. Santa thought they should use the carrot, and Krampus thought they should use the stick to punish those who weren't who were killing joy. Yeah, because it poisons their well. Yeah, of of food. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, obviously, the Krampus just wants to stamp out all naughtiness. Yeah, he punishes the naughtiness, whereas Santa, like, he just gives warnings by the coal, and that's just a co- that's just a warning against Krampus, like to yeah. sort of subtly say to those naughty kids, uh, "You better watch it. You better watch out. <laughs> you better not cry. Krampus is coming, and you're going to die." 
<laughs> Krampus. Mrs. Claus is going <laughs> to fuck you up. <laughs> Mrs. Claus is bringing you down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I oh, like this idea. And just, yeah, and then. So, uh, so your character, your con man or con woman, I guess, if it's an RPG, yep. there's definitely character creation of some kind. Um, I can, I'm picturing a lot of, lot of like dialogue puzzles based on different elements. I kind of like the idea of, uh, you know, a, a skill tree that's a lot of it is just different elements of conversation and of do- like, um, different ways to con people, right? And to manipulate people through just talk and actions. Yeah. So I don't and, know if there's even much combat like the, in it. Um, you know? Oh, I, I think. Your whole thing is that you're trying to, um, you can talk your way out of any situation. Yeah. But to, to get to the North Pole, it's going to cost you a lot of money. So you got to sort of, um, be able to talk, talk some like kids into maybe helping you out with a con yeah. here and there. Yeah. If you're trying to get through the city, you know, trying to get to the airport or something like that. Yeah. And you, you, um, you do that grift from the Simpsons with the, um, with the blind kid and the cake. Sort of thing. <laughs> I don't remember that. Was there a blind kid in a cake? <laughs> no, um, but Bart was, um, Bart, you know, had glasses on and had had like the dog in front of him and had a cake. And someone, someone um, n- was coming out of a store, knocked, right, knocked into him. The cake dropped on the ground. Um, the guy offered to pay for the pay for the cake, and obviously, it wasn't a real cake. They just walked away with all the money. Right. Okay. But I like the idea that that is. That's one of the ones <laughs> you do. The- just a little Easter egg there. For Simpsons fans, <clears throat> um, <laughs> that's you know it's it's sort of like being able to pull a whole heap of different, um, almost Barney like, um, you know Barney from How I Met Your Mother. Those sort of those sort of grifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well. it's that standard thing. You've got your like you've got your playbook of yeah of all your grifts. And unlike Barney, who was just trying to manipulate women, uh, yeah. It's it's more for it's for your own purposes of getting money and or, or getting getting through or free flights or yeah and like completing <laughs> quests right you've got quests to and sometimes it's to help people or you know well and actually maybe there is like a naughty nice mechanic based on how you get through the game and who you know you've got choices as you do these grifts you can do them more callously that end up in people with people getting hurt or you can do them in a way that. Like, yes, you're manipulating people and yes, you're still stealing, but it's not quite as bad because there's mm-hmm. some benefit to them or something. Uh, okay. And I don't, I don't know if that affects things down the line. Like, maybe it's just, <laughs> it's just where you find your name in the, on the list in the end, like how far down the naughty list, uh, based <laughs> on your actions. But yeah. I kind of like the idea that the start of the game, you've got, um, like, the start of the game is actually at Christmas time. You've you've received you've received your coal. Yeah, like you have like like an intro sequence showing um, that Santa is actually real and and you know parents losing losing their mind. Yeah, you uh, give a bit of the backstory memories and all that sort of stuff. A little bit of the backstory. Well, and well, well, well. Wait, we don't want to give too much of that away up front. Not not too much, but um, I think what, what I think you're going you, to you give have away- to. I, I think that yeah, I, I think you. Um, you obviously make it clear that Santa is real, yeah, but that you, you you couch it in the usual like, but as you get older, you stop believing, and so he stops coming for you, sort of thing, or yeah. to you. And then then you show like, um, I'm I'm thinking because it's a 
con man, I'm actually thinking, did you see that um, TV show Constantine <laughs> that got released? No. Okay, so he basically wore, like, um, sort of like a, a trench coat sort of thing. I'm seeing this guy in, like, this, um, you know, collared shirt, tie, um, uh, trench coat. Right. And and he he sort of he gets a present from Santa because he still believes. Okay. And that present is is the coal, and he gets the warning saying that um, by December first next year you must you must be on the on the nice list, or the Krampus will come and kill you. <laughs> okay, it's just laid out. And and basically it's laid out there, and basically he's now trying to trying to work out through. Um, Whatever, however we we decide to yeah. to do this, I can't I can't like the idea of it maybe being um sort of where in the world is come in San Diego style puzzles. Yeah, of- well, or a bit of that, like tracking down the clues, right? Following one clue yeah. to the next clue, but you've got oh. x number of days to do it. Oh, and, so you're actually saying put a time and- limit on it? So I'm thinking you could have each each sort of place. In, in the world that you can travel to. Um, it's kind of like a roguelike oh. thing as you go- as you go, Are we as moving you go away from the RPG places. sort of stuff? Well, so it's an RPG with, like, uh, randomly built worlds. Oh, see, I was thinking more of a classic. Okay. Like, telling, a, telling the story and all sorts of side quests and stuff in each of the places that you go to. Okay, so it's kind of like a Witcher world. Yeah, in which, yeah, that's- you know, there's only certain places that you can go in each each of these areas that you go to. Yeah, and you but- can have some branching ones where you're doing multiple quests at the same time or, like, dealing with multiple clues. Yep. But generally, you're going to follow the same path through the sort of the major areas. Um, and- but I like the idea of that you're on a time limit. I like the idea so- of that you're on a time limit, but I don't think in a game like this it could be a hard limit. Because you don't want someone putting 40 hours into your game and then, like, missing it by one day. Because they took one too many flights back and forth between fucking London and yeah, but I think I don't, I don't think that it's the end. I think you you get into the next part in which the Krampus is now chasing you. Yeah, okay. So it adds something different to the game. Yeah. So you've so now it's probably got, we probably actually you know, make it actually quite difficult. Like you're probably not going to get to the North Pole and get it all done by that date. Your first playthrough. No, it's probably going to be like the second or third one that you can get yeah. there in like three days if you know. Or the, like in the new the game clues. plus or something. <laughs> if you've got all your skills from the beginning, then you're much more likely to be able to to get there on time. But otherwise, it's a planned part of the game, basically. That yeah, after a year of in-game time, the Krampus starts coming after you, and it just adds extra challenges and extra things to each each quest. Yeah, I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like you're, you're almost in a um. If you stay in a place for too long, then the Krampus will turn up and yeah, kind of like it follows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krampus, it just, Krampus it is starts just slow. walking at you. <laughs> yeah, you, it's that same thing of it follows, like except it's just this beastly looking Krampus thing walking towards you from a from a just like across the park. <laughs> can, can you can you imagine this? You you're in like a a um Skyrim or Fallout style um talking scene. Right. And it's going back and forth <laughs> oh, and it just turns over and you see the distance like this beastly oh, thing and you can't, and you can't, you can't get can't, out like, of it. You have to out. like you have to you're hitting buttons and interrupting them and that's like messing up your whole con <laughs> because the whole thing is about like 
doing the right dialogue options at the right time or something to to keep the con going and you're just like oh fuck i gotta i gotta cancel this grift i gotta get the fuck out of here all you hear are bells yes just like christmas bells just in the distance you don't even it's so subtle initially you don't even realize you're hearing them until you go wait a second and it's particularly it's particularly um troubling when in game it's christmas time like, because yep. you've got a whole, you know, you've got the year or whatever. You're getting close to the end. Krampus is after you. And, like, you're in a shopping center. <laughs> it's Christmas music is playing. <laughs> so, you can't- You've got to differentiate the Krampus bells from the music- Put music bells. Um, also, I like the idea that, you know, in those RPGs, you can always, like, just rest for a while. And your character basically stands in one spot staring at nothing for eight hours. You have yep. to be really careful about doing that. <laughs> I like the idea of just- <laughs> Well, because you know how sometimes they'll show almost a time-lapse thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you do that. It's like, all right, I need to rest for five hours. And on hour three, you just see this super fast Krampus, like, coming out. And you're just like, oh, shit, hit escape, hit escape. Like, cancel out of the, the rest. And you, like, wake up and he's just there right in front of you. So, so what actually happens is- um, it's got like D and D mechanics for that, seeing whether you failed your perception check or not. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> because you're asleep, you know, you got your passive well, that's, perception. That's part of your skill tree. So maybe maybe you can actually set up traps during that part. <laughs> oh god. So you just have to go to the point of setting up traps before you go to sleep. Yeah. Now we're just making an it follows game. <laughs> it's just Krampus themed. It's just Krampus themed. Yeah. Well that's awesome. Okay. All right. Let's click again. Yeah. <laughs> Three to one click. <laughs> <laughs> Imperfect. Frosty. Now I'm just seeing that it's a, it's a like, Frosty the Snowman generator. Well. Sort of game in, in which you, you can make, like, all mutant snowmen. <laughs> They're all imperfect. <laughs> yeah, well, I was- And we haven't gone this, here um, yet, this episode. We're half an hour in, so it's pretty good for us. I was thinking it's, like, VR and you're literally sculpting the snow- uh, and you're trying to make like the perfect snowman, but you've got all sorts of challenges as you're doing it. So they always end up imperfect. So you've got things like kids throwing snowballs at you or an unseasonably warm day. <laughs> or you've got squirrels who love carrots. Yeah, exactly. So you've got all these things and you know, <clears throat> you, you can fight off the kids by throwing snowballs back or the squirrels by throwing snowballs at them. <laughs> But maybe it, like, uses up your snow or, like, the snowman is slowly melting or you're getting cold or, like, there's some sort of uh, balance there, balancing act there of- of. And I, th- I think if you want it to look better, then you've got to take your mittens off so you can actually- Right, like, sculpt, know, sculpt it a, it a bit little better, bit better, yeah, yeah. But the temperature's so cold that your hands, you know, start um, getting frostbite, frostbite or something yeah. like that. So, you, you can only do that for so long. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. What what I then like is any that you finish become part of your snowman army. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what this reminds me of now is- uh, Did you watch any of the, the Double Fine Amnesia Fortnite stuff? No. No, I didn't. So, for those who aren't aware, every couple of years, uh, Double Fine, the company who's made a bunch of good games, like Psychonauts and Broken Age and stuff- uh, they for two weeks they all everyone in the company stops working on whatever they're working on 
They pitch game ideas. They decide on something they're going to make. They form teams and they make prototypes of those games over two weeks. It's really cool. They uh, they document the whole thing. Like you can see them building the game over the two weeks. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, one of the ones they did in this most recent one was one where you are making clay pots and then yep. Uh, but then it was like a multiplayer sort of brawler game, and based on the shape of the pots, uh, your character would behave differently. That's really cool. Okay. They did the physics and stuff and everything. So I'm kind of thinking almost something like that, except you don't directly control the snowman. It's more like an maybe a tactics or a stra- like a real time strategy sort of game. Um, so you've got these two modes. You've got the start mode, the start mode where you've got a certain amount of time to build snowmen, and yep. the other like it's a multiplayer thing. Your 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 um, opponent is doing that at the same time, and maybe you can even like. Fuck with them. If you're a good shot, you can throw snowballs at them like they're on the other side of the, of the field or something. <laughs> but that obviously <laughs> means you're taking time away from building your Precious snowman. time away from your, yeah. your snowman building. Uh, and then it goes into like a tactics game and based on how well you've built them or the different types of features you've given them. Uh, you know, if you give them more legs. <laughs> Wait, who gives snowman legs? <laughs> Maybe depending on the size of, like, the bottom snowball that you've built the snowman from. It, like, moves at different speeds yep. or is harder to knock down or something. Yep. Or takes longer like to melt. You know, you can have all sorts of powers then while you're playing the tactics the tactics part. So, in the tactics part, I think anything that you've- Any snowman that you've finished during the time, they become part of your, your team. Yep. So, say you got five minutes to build it and you've managed to build five in that time. Yep. So, a minute per snowman- yep. You know, you've done really, really well, whereas um, Joe has only managed to do, like, one and a half. So, he's got sort of, like, one dragging itself along <laughs> by its one arm yes. and one that looks looks immaculate. Yeah, but that's and the thing. Because- going up against your five, kind of a little bit dodgy, but- But presumably, because know- he spent, like, four minutes on that first one- he it's stronger. It's stronger. Than, it than might have more, five. like, more powers in some way uh, or more skills. Or it could even just be that he's, like, made it slightly more perfect. Like, it's rounder. It's, it's like, more symmetrical. And that just adds to <laughs> its powers. It's got, you know, more clothes on it. So, you've put a better scarf on it. And you've yeah, put, totally. like, an amazing um, it's like a, amazing. It's like a and- plus two magic carrot. As its nose. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the squirrel that you set upon it, you know, got got distracted by nuts that, that they left along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that was their defense. <laughs> through, they just scattered some fucking acorns around. That's cool. Nice. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Right. Let's click again. Yep. Three, two, one, click. Stocking. Suppression. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> God. Suppression. Stocking suppression. So, are the stockings suppressing people in some way or each other? Or are we suppressing stockings themselves? Is it some sort of dark anti-Christmas? It's the war on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> it's a literal war. So- so it's the um you know how in future armor they were all afraid of Santa Claus? Yeah. So it's basically kids in that in that sort of universe in in the year 3000 and they're all 
all afraid of um like the robot Santa Claus. Yep. So um everyone everyone still has the tradition of, you know, hanging up stockings. Yep. But the idea is that you also, you know, set traps. Right. And you fill those stockings with weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to fight off Santa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I kinda like the idea of a it's like a Christmas based cover shooter with actual yeah. weapons. And so that's where the suppression comes weapons, in, like um little Timmy needs to lay down cover fire so little so Jessica the, the, can storm forward and shove a grenade down the back of Santa's pants. Yeah. So I'm thinking that um you play a lot of different kids. Okay. You don't just play in the one the one place. Basically, you're playing who's ever defending against Santa and his elves this time. Yeah, well I like I like the idea of it almost as this narrative shooter, like a very Call of Duty campaign where it's it's these set pieces. Uh <laughs> and yeah, you're different kids all around the world. So you've got these very different environments and different weapons and different techniques that you have to use and different stories that are told, right? Between the kids, yep. you, you learn a little bit about each family or whatever. And there's some really heartwarming moments as the kids join their parents in fighting off Santa Claus. <laughs> With a flamethrower. With a flamethrower. <laughs> it's very, it's literally heartwarming. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the Australian one where, you know, Santa comes down with board shorts and- <laughs> Totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Santa dresses the part for every country he visits. Um, <laughs> so, I- I'm liking the idea that, you know, depending on the house, you know, the you've got elves basically breaking into- Yeah, that's it. You need to have the minions and stuff. So, you're fighting off elves and reindeer and snowmen and fucking gingerbread men and other, other Christmas-based- um, you got you got Rudolph with his nose so bright, literally like a a um you know the bright red nose is actually like a, oh, a laser. Yeah, totally, that's where I was going to go to. You just like if a laser or lightsaber sort of thing, <laughs> it just cuts through <laughs> things. <laughs> like he just gets this just grows longer, and then it's a lightsaber. <laughs> just cuts this massive hole. <laughs> um, I I like the idea that. You know, these kids, there is actually such a thing as permadeath. Okay. So, it, so literally on each wave that you're playing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're trying to take out as much as you can. And if you weaken Santa enough, then- Oh, it like you affects- know, You're going to win. It affects the next- Well, maybe it affects the next yeah. one. Maybe it's a- Oh, God, this could be really sort of depressing. But maybe you- Maybe you- Like, it, it's incredibly, incredibly difficult- to beat Santa with, like, the first kid, they're definitely going to die. But depending on how well you do, it's a bit easier for each subsequent mission as yep. Santa makes his way around the world. Um, and so, you could even maybe- You could even <laughs> randomly- Maybe maybe it is these set pieces and stuff, but they're played out in random order. And so, there's a bit of procedural generation around the difficulty and stuff. Um, or, or like they play slightly different every time, kind of a left for deadish sort of thing where things can mm-hmm. change a bit. So it's actually a replayable, cause then you could do it multiplayer, actually. You play different members of the family. Um, yeah. that could be really cool, actually. You, you're playing out these different scenarios and there's still a bit of narrative stuff in there, but it's all, it's all about the overall campaign, uh, of defeating Santa this Christmas. And so it's designed to be played over and over again and you'll get the different narrative 
narrative uh, yeah. sec- sections and set pieces each time, and they'll be a little bit different every time, you know. Um, Kid One, you realise that the best way to actually play this is you send in Dad with like a hand grenade that he just pull- pulls the pin and just runs. It's just like and suicide just bombs. Wraps his arm around. Yeah. yeah, pretty much wraps his arms around him, and you do like a crap load of damage to Sandra. Right, right. So it means that the next people are going to actually be able to be able to yeah, kill him. Yeah, but it's really, really like. Um, visceral and you know you see well, like, what? just the kid's face and just the shock oh, on his God, face as his dad just you know, blood just splatters totally. on, on yeah it's horrifying yeah it's just it's war it's the literal war on christmas and I, I like the idea that maybe it turns out that later on in the game little timmy from that first level actually survived and um, becomes the new Santa. it turns out that no it turns out that that was like many many years ago and he realized you know we need we need to set set something in motion to to defeat Santa, and so he right. pulled together like this massive plan across okay. like this. Yeah, well, I, across the world. Just on the on the replayability stuff as well. I like the idea that maybe each different set piece Santa has different weaknesses based on where you are, but because you don't know the order that they're going to come in, you can't necessarily use the same strategy every time. So, like, yeah, Dad committing suicide with a grenade is going to like. Destroy, you know, or damage his sleigh so he can't fly as well or something. But, you know, if he's in, if the next one that comes up is, I don't know, Africa, like he doesn't need to fly as much or something. You know, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. you have to, there are techniques that you can do to cripple certain parts of Santa for the next wave and the next level, but, uh, it, it'll be more and less effective, uh, Based on the order that they come in and stuff, so it is again a, a, a little bit different. You have to think on your toes a bit more each time. What what I kind of like as well is maybe um, <clears throat> it turns out that each each country has like a different Santa. But bear with me, I know that this <laughs> is going sort of against what you were what you were saying. Okay. Basically, your each one that you take out of the um out of the network um, diminishes like Santa's weakens power. the overall Santa network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Well, maybe then, a, maybe it comes in little batches. Then, like you're working on the the sort of Western world version of Santa. Um, or well, are you saying that are you saying that they are the same type of Santa, or is it like a cultural thing around? Well, maybe it could be like the Terminator in that you've got a new upgraded Santa that comes a little bit later, <laughs> right? Kind of like Liquid Metal Santa or <laughs> Liquid <laughs> Metal Santa. That's definitely the title of this episode. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> All right, so as you actually destroy each- Okay, that's better. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe you, could, maybe you could do it both ways, but- Because I do like some of the stuff around weakening Santa for later levels, but oh, I yeah. do like the yeah. idea that each Santa you come across in each level is upgraded in different ways and more powerful, because that's also well, fun. You just have you just have it that, you know, the American Santa, to take him out, you know- He's the one Santa, but the one in Australia is actually a totally different Santa. Right. So anything that you've done to it, you need to do in the each country. Okay, okay. And then you yeah. then you could bring in some like cultural diversity around the Christmas myth, um, yeah. and and whoever leaves the presents. I really yeah. like that. Cool. All right. Well, I think we'll end the episode on destroying Santa over and over again, and also liquid metal Santa, which is just awesome. That's that's really cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's let's end it there. Merry Christmas, everybody. 
I hope you stuffed yourself full of food and enjoyed your family. Enjoy, enjoy your food, stuff yourself full of family. family. What, what, what did they, um, did they eat their family? Are they cannibals now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, how else are you going to get up your strength to protect against Santa? <laughs> Just send dad in with a hand grenade. Totally. Totally. If you want to find us on lines, on some lines, uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as BitStormCast. We, am I even going to bother mentioning the Facebook group? I guess I will. I did set a reminder <laughs> to do the listener click pitch, and then I still didn't. Facebook.com slash group slash bitsom. Go back about three months worth of posts, and you'll see when we did do a few listener click pitches, and that was kind of fun. We're also on Podchaser at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. So leave us a review or a rating there. You can check us out on iTunes, where you can also re- rate, review, and subscribe. Got a website, bitstormcast.com. I'd like to thank all the folks out there at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. They've been really supportive of us and have been throwing our our name around quite a bit lately, especially oh, a special big thanks to Reset and Inconsolables because they're, they're, they're awesome buds. people's. Um, we'd finally like to thank Kurudust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Mrs. Claus is bringing you down. <laughs> <laughs>